0: Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the blessing of this day. Thank you for the wonderful rains which are watering our particular part of the earth, Lord. Thank you for filling up our rivers and our lakes, Lord, and we pray that you would bring it more and more. And we pray, Lord God, that your hope would fill our hearts this morning. Refresh and renew us, Lord. Plant deep roots and seeds of faith within us, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord And reveal Yourself to us so that we might know You and love You. And we pray that You would place Your words upon our lips so that we might be faithful in proclaiming them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Please be seated. So good to see you all today. Well, I don't know about you when you were a kid, or now maybe, but when I was a kid, and still now, uh, we like to make tent forts in our house. Do you guys do this? Right? You take a sheet or a blanket or pillows or whatever you take, you spread them out over the couch or the table. Right? You guys do this? <laughs> and it's amazing, right? Because your simple living room becomes something cool and like wonderful and special and unique. Isn't it amazing how it changes things? And what do you feel when you're under the tent for? Safe. 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 Isn't that amazing? Is there something inherently safe about a blanket? No, I mean, it's just fabric, right? But yet it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel at peace. Even up here, right, it's actually kind of more comfortable to preach like this. <laughs> we might have some changes next Sunday. We'll see. You know, it makes me feel like when fresh snow falls and you've got it thick on the ground, not just a little bit, but a lot, and suddenly all sound is kind of muffled in that beautiful stillness, I just that's what being in a tent fort reminds me of that just warmer right <laughs> it's that safety that security that sense of closeness uh, it's a beautiful feeling and everything that goes on inside that tent is just right there in front of you it's all right in front of your face and it all feels so close and wonderful apparently god likes to do this too Because according to Isaiah, God stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in. And much like in our tent forts, God knows everything that is going inside this tent that he has created. He sees the people of the earth like grasshoppers, even before Google Earth was created. Right? It's amazing. God had the ability and has the ability to look at others from above. And not only does he observe everything about those people, but he is in control of them as well, in control of the situations, the weather. It's all in his hand. He raises up rulers and takes them down again. He creates everything, and it is all his. But God is not distant as some would imagine him. Some argue that God is like a divine watchmaker who made the world, set it in motion, wound it up, and then kind of let it go on its own. Isaiah argues for something very different than that. And to prove this, he calls people, he calls on the people to look up into the night sky and see what is there. And you know this feeling, right? When you get out in the Sierras or out in the desert and you look up in a sky that has no light pollution around it, and what do you see? Stars, stars just stars. You never knew there were so many stars. They're just everywhere. Around in town, sometimes you get used to seeing just a few, and it's easy to pick out constellations because that's kind of all you can see, right? But out there, it's just stars. Like, you never imagined there were so many. Apparently, on average, you can see, without light pollution, on a perfectly clear night, between 2,500 and 5,000 stars, and that's what you're seeing. Right? That's a lot of stars. You ever try to count all those? I get to seven, and I have to start over again, usually. Those stars, according to Isaiah, are all known to God. Every single one of them. Isaiah says, lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name. Because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. He knows every single one of their names. Not just the cool ones like Betelgeuse or Regulus, right? He knows them all. Every single star by its name. Now this is amazing when you think of all those 5,000 stars. But it's even more amazing today, right? Because we know there's more than 5,000 stars out there. Those are just the ones we can see with the naked eye. Astronomers estimate that there are more like 10 billion trillions of stars. That's a big number. Ten billion trillions. To give you some perspective of how big that number is, there are estimated to be seven billion people in the world as of 2012. That means that there are more than a trillion stars for every single person on Earth. You, me, every one of us would have to count a trillion stars, or more than a trillion stars for us to count them all. Each individually. I don't have that kind of time on my hands, right? (laughs) Right? trillion stars. That's 12 zeros a trillion stars. That's like GDP, right? You're talking huge amounts of numbers there. And God knows each one of those 10 billion trillions of stars by name. And all are in the right place. And by those stars, we can find our way as we navigate through this world, not only in direction but to the God who created those stars and sustains them. But despite all this evidence, the evidence that was written in the sky at night, there was a fear that had crept into the hearts of God's people. The fear was, My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. People were afraid that God couldn't see them, that he did not know what was going on in their lives. Or worse yet, that he didn't care. That their troubles were not worth his time. The people feared that they were abandoned and lost, adrift and alone in this world. Now this is the lie. The lie we've seen it so often in our world, so often in our history. We see it in the Garden of Eden. It's in those words that the serpent whispers in Eve's ears. Does God really not want you to eat that? is that he's keeping the best from you. He's trying to hold you back. There's so much more you could be given than what God has given you. Just try the fruit. It's in those words from the serpent, and we see them in so many temptations that we face today. The fear that God is hidden, that we are hidden from God and that he doesn't care about us. And so Isaiah answered their fears by saying, "Have you not known Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God is powerful, and he knows all. But more than that, he's concerned with you and me. As Isaiah says, he gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless.
1: Even youths
0: will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God wanted his people to know that he would strengthen the weak and failing. And who are the weak and failing? Every single person. Right? No matter how strong we might seem, how much like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Hulk Hogan, or whoever, no matter how fast we might be, like Jackie Joyner-Kersee or whatever, right? We're never strong enough, and we're never fast enough. We're never smart enough. We are all weak and failing. And God gives his strength to us when we ask. And when he gives us his strength, it does not run out like our strength does. His strength has no limit and no end. Today, the same fear that God's people expressed to Isaiah is present in our hearts. Can God see me, and does he care about me? The Lord, through Isaiah, wanted us to know that God can see, and he does care. Like a tent fort, God has spread out the heavens over himself, and he is aware of everything that is going on under them, And he wants us to feel that security and peace that you and I felt when we crawled under those blankets as a child. That sense of closeness, of love, safety. God wants us to know that feeling again in him. And he went to great lengths to ensure that we would feel this. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Who's the word? Jesus, Jesus is the word, and he made his dwelling among us. Now that phrase, the made his dwelling among us, that comes from a Greek word that means to encamp or to set up your tent. How's that for awesome, huh? (laughs) Jesus became flesh and set up his tent among us, right? He put out his tent blanket, his tent fort in the living room with us. He didn't want to be distant from us a God off off thousands of miles away, galaxies apart from us. He wanted us to know that he was here. And so he set up his tent fort among us so that we could know the peace and provision and love of our God. He has not forgotten us. Indeed, he is right here with us now. He even gave, God gave his son the name Emmanuel, which means God with us, to remind us. Every Sunday as we came to our church, that we come to a place where God is with us. God is here. And when you go out from this place, is God with you still? When you go to your house, is God there? And at work? He's there. He is everywhere. He is with us and he wants us to be with him as well. By the grace of God, may we put our faith in the God who is with us, who loves us, and who has offered himself on our behalf. And as we do so, may we feel his peace, his hope, and his joy wash over us and envelop us like a blanket. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you are the God who is with us. You are the one who has given up everything to pitch your tent among us, Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being present with us here as we worship you this morning, Lord. Thank you for being with us as we drove here and as we woke and as we slept, Lord, and as we go home. Thank you for being with us. Help us, Lord God, to feel your presence, Lord. To not merely know your presence as a mental thing, but rather to feel it, Lord. To feel you holding us, comforting us, speaking your words of peace to us. Lord, we go out into the world which is cold and often hostile. And sometimes we get confused and we forget that that you are with us. Help us, Lord God, to trust in you. To believe that you are here always. We put our faith in you now, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.